0: People are anxiously waiting, Sarah, to find out how your open is going. The CrossFit Open. Week four. Week, Three.
1: Week four. Of
0: the four. Four.
1: <laughs> of the CrossFit Open. Okay. I want to start here. I want to tell you what the what the work code is. Okay? Okay. You ready? Ready. Okay. First, you start with 10 snatches at 65 pounds. I feel like you might have to tell people what a snatch is. I feel like everything's named after a hoo-ha in CrossFit. Like honestly. Okay, no, that, okay, no, a
0: snatch is like a regular Olympic lifting move because you know, snatch it. It has nothing to do with vagina. Stop making everything about you, your vagina. You've
1: heard of a vagina
0: called a snatch, yes, right? That I have heard. Tell me that you have. But I'm just okay. saying, Sarah, get your mind out of your box.
1: Uh, I, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying that when you've never heard it before and suddenly you're like in a, in a box doing snatches, it just all sounds hilarious to me. All
0: right. Well, this quickly. You had to do
1: snatches, and I was trying to say you should tell people what a snatch is. Oh, good Lord. Okay, a snatch. Oh, God. You lift the bar to your shoulders. You have to look it up. Could you describe, what a, could you describe a snatch like without
0: visual? All right. It's like a weightlifting move where you have to bring the bar from the ground up to your shoulders in like a quick, fluid flip, I guess would be the word, of your... Of your arms. That's
1: good. The fluid flip (laughs) probably helps people imagine which one it is. Okay. So you do 10 of those and then you do 12, 12 bar facing burpees. Okay. So every time that you do a burpee, you have to jump over the bar. Right. And then turn around, face the bar again, do your next burpee. Okay. And then you do that three times through and then you get three minutes rest. And then you do 10 bar muscle ups which means that you're like, imagine doing a pull-up, but you pull all the way up to your waist. Right. You have to go above the bar, basically. (laughs) To your waist. And then 12 bar facing burpees. And you do that three times through and you have a 12 minute time cap. Can you do a muscle up? No. So it's a lot, that's the, that's just like, there's a lot of, um, so that's how, this is what I'm learning about the CrossFit Open. There's a lot of kind of like shelves where people will get stuck. So if you see, if you're on Instagram last week, you'll find a lot of people saying they did their first muscle up. I did. A lot right. of
0: people on my Instagram were like, I got my first muscle up.
1: Right, exactly. So that's like, because it's like the challenges out there, right? So if you did, if you could do the first round, the snatches and the burpees and then do one muscle up, like you'd be ahead of all the people who can do zero muscle ups. True. Basically.
0: One is more than zero. Is this what you
1: learn in CrossFit? <laughs> this is what i <laughs> This is what I learned. So yeah. So anyway, I can't do a muscle up. So I, like many other people got caught at like 66 was the score for the three rounds of the first, but okay. Here's what I, I like, I'm almost afraid to admit this. Okay. Okay. So everyone, so to our massive, our huge audience, they're going to, they want to know. I don't want people to think less of me, but here's what happened. I actually forgot to record my result. So like, I don't know, (laughs) like, I don't know where I stand now because I didn't put it in. So I'm no longer like technically only four to five of my scores are going to count because I didn't get it. In oh my God. Time. So are you out of the open now? Well, you're not out. You just have like a blank score. So it's going to put me like way down. Cause I'm going to get zero instead of like, I probably finished like 350th or something. And instead I'm going to be like, not i'm gonna have like a nil for this uh, it's
0: a very disappointing story sir.
1: i know i know i was so disappointed i even said that to someone this morning i'm like oh i have to tell everyone on the podcast that i forgot to put my score in so okay there you go so, so anyway uh, you're
0: killing it in the week four of the crossfit open is what we've killed we that's
1: right week four week four not my week <laughs> okay We'll see how week five goes. Okay, so coming up on the show, how do you make goals that you can't even imagine? Iron Man's Facebook Live coverage, dealing with stress, and could you pass the new Army fitness test? If We Were Riding is brought to you by Noon Hydration.
0: And Sarah, I think it sounds like you could use one of Noon's immunity tablets right now.
1: Ooh, tell us more about that,
0: Kelly. (laughs) I'm actually holding them in my hand right now. Orange citrus, which would boost your immune system um, since you seem to be having the winter cold. But they also have a whole bunch of products. They have sport tablets and vitamins. And my favorite is the performance drink. That's like the powder you put. I just put it in like a water bottle, sip on it while I'm typing on the computer all day. It's basically the same as like a Coke or a beer.
1: (laughs) Except it takes care of your hydration needs. Exactly. What's your favorite flavor?
0: Oh, I actually can't tell you what my favorite flavor is because they're about to come out with a whole bunch of new stuff and it's super top secret. So I can't tell you what my favorite flavor is. You're just going to have to stay tuned. But I can tell you that all of their products have like super high quality ingredients, like good for the earth, very clean and specifically formulated for women. So,
1: Ooh, I love it. Okay. Okay, top secret information. You're going to hear it soon right here on the If We Were Riding podcast. Awesome. Okay, and folks at home, you can use the code IRONWOMEN and you get 30% off at noonlife.com. So that's IRONWOMEN at noonlife.com. Live Feisty's If We Were Riding is brought to you by Ask Kicker, Inc. Ask Kicker makes active wear for women featuring empowering phrases like, Work hard, play hard, kick ass, or strong women lift each other up. Ask Kicker Inc. also makes our fabulous Live Feisty tank tops, t-shirts, hoodies, and leggings. So to order yours, go to livefeisty.com and just choose shop from the menu. And of course, use the code riding to save 20%. That's riding, as in if we were, at livefeisty.com. And remember, I before E, except if you're feisty. I'm Kelly O'Mara, and I'm Sarah Gross, and you're listening to Live Feisties, if we were riding.
2: My time, my time. None of you people can tell me. This-
1: So Kelly, I understand you also, well, I mean, I didn't achieve any goals this week. As as previously mentioned, I understand you did better than me this week. I did better than, I mean, you know, every week. No, I
0: ran a half marathon this weekend, Sarah. And yeah, so I so how do you do a thing where like you sounds like you're bragging, but you're trying to just state a fact. So I ran a one twenty three forty four, which is very fast for me. Congratulations, thank you. Mm -hmm. And it is also significantly faster than my previous PR, like almost three minutes.
1: Wow, that's that's amazing.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing, right? I mean, trying to think of the right way to say this. So I knew it was possible, but I also the idea of running, like, it also seemed very, that is a lot of minutes, right? To run faster. It seemed very mm-hmm. impossible. And so when I was thinking about this, what is crazy to me is I remember, like, it wasn't so long ago that I remember thinking those people running 123s are like, oh my God, that's like, it wasn't even in the realm of like a thing that was possible to me. And those people were crazy good runners. They were like professional runners, right? It's not possible. Like, I couldn't even break 130. And then I broke one thirty, and then I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" There is people running like in the mid one twenty, 120, like one twenty six, like that. And I remember when I finally ran one twenty six like three years ago, and I was like, "Wow!" Like I now, then I was like, "Oh my god, if I could run, a, like under one twenty five, then I'd be like a really good." And so I think my point here is that if five years ago, even three or two years ago, you had been like Kelly, you can run a one twenty three, I'd have been like, ha, "Right," but as you achieve each step, each thing. Then you're like, oh, I could do the next thing, right? Like, oh, I could. And it doesn't mean that you necessarily will. It just means that you can see how to do it. Does that make sense? Like at one point, 123 was not in my sight because it was not a thing that I could see how to get there. And then slowly you see. And now I'm like, what if I could run faster? What if?
1: Yeah, I think you're like you're describing, I think, kind of the regular process of how people when you start to see something you think maybe if you run a 302 marathon then off the bike you start to think you might be able to run under three off the bike but you don't run a 320 marathon off the bike and then think that you're going to run under three hours generally most people don't some people do obviously right well that's the thing that's the interesting (laughs) thing is that for some people what they need to see to believe the next step is more or less than other people right and so like of course you can enter into the realm of delusion, right? Of course. But I do think that there is like a sweet, happy medium point where people who believe right at the edge of what's actually physiologically possible, probably improve faster.
0: It's an issue, but how do you know if you're believing accurately, right? Like, okay. So you know that terrible skier who s- skied in the half pipe during the Olympics, and she just went like down one side I and then up the other, her. right? So I interviewed yeah. her and I talked to her for a while, and there was a big story about her this week. And she believes like Sarah, that girl is like all of these adages taken to an extreme, like, and she right. really thinks like I mean, she really does train, like trains a lot every day, and she's really like oh I you know I almost got that one trick, I I'm, I'm so close. I now most of us would think she's crazy, but maybe she's not. Maybe she's just like. Doing everything we tell everyone to do, which is like, believe, keep at it. Don't listen to the haters. Imagine.
1: So I how do you know
0: if whether you're or delusial. not you're,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, I th- <laughs> that's a good question. How do you know if you're mentally ill? Well, I will be the arbiter of that. No, I, think, I think, I don't know. I almost think that being very slightly mentally ill in this case, it would be an advantage. So like, I think that if she, if she has any hope of getting there, like she'll get there.
0: Yeah, obviously. I mean, I think this is true over and over with athletes and something I keep coming back to is that I think to a degree, like not being mentally healthy probably is what you need to be like one of the best in the world, right? You have to just be like, of course I am going to win this. Obviously, (laughs) even if you've never won anything, right? Like that's just how it has yeah, to work. And
1: even before we hit like true mental illness, I don't know how
0: we <laughs> quit got to mental illness. I think well, I did. I don't did that. think a lot of top level athletes are emotionally healthy while they are athletes, to be right. fair. So
1: Yeah, I think if you if you're someone who can believe just a little bit more than the next than the person beside you, then you're going to do better. So there's there's really no downside in my opinion in having like a really strong self belief of how fast you can go or how good you can get
0: you can't will out of thin air. I always also hated this. I got to tell you when people talk about mental training and like positive self-talk, because I mean, maybe this works for idiots, but I'm not a fucking idiot. And so I can't sit there and be like, this is going great when I can do math and I know it's not going great. And I know how many people are ahead of me and I know what I, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't,
1: I can't lie. You're not going to will it in the moment. Here's how it's going to work. Let me tell you, this is how you're going to run 120 next time. Kelly. Okay. Okay. So you start today and you start envisioning 120 and you believe that you could. You start telling yourself that you can run 120 or okay. under 120 let's say because that probably seems like slightly beyond you right now right am i right well it's 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 like
0: a thing right now you can see that it's there yeah it's 119
1: there right. right. you go so picture <laughs> it in your brain okay. okay and so from here for the next year two years what you will do is you will make all these little micro adjustments to what you're doing because you believe that you're going to run faster. Like if you only set it at 121 or 122, right? You wouldn't you would probably just very very slightly not work as hard at it or you would yeah. probably like just take little just little little steps that would that will make the difference. So I think it's like the belief actually will drive your behavior in very small ways that will that will Bring you that one night. No, bring it
0: over. No, you know what else I think is interesting? I wonder if this is true for other people. When my coach puts something in my workout, there's literally in my head I think, well, if she thinks like I there'll be crazy numbers that I'm like, I can't do it. But I'm like, well, she thinks I can do it, so I must be able to do it. I must be wrong that I can't do it. She mm. must be right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And mostly that works. Except now I think she's just fucking with me sometimes. And then I know and then once I think, oh, I think she's just fucking with me, then sometimes it, it breaks down, Sarah. It breaks
2: down quickly. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's an, here's an interesting coaching, um, blip that happened to me one time. Okay. So I accidentally like left someone else's numbers in a, in a workout meant for someone else. Does that make sense? Like yes, I had yes. faster numbers and I, I put wonder sometimes
0: athlete. if she's done that huh. and then uh-huh. I'll be like, is
1: this right? I don't think this is yeah. right. And then it totally worked. And the person <laughs> was like, I didn't think I could do this I da de da de da, and then I nailed it and I got everything except the last interval. And I'm like, I'm just thinking like quietly in my head and not saying out loud, I totally underestimated you and I will not do that again. I know. See, okay. So
0: I used to be like, well, maybe she's like, no, this isn't a mistake. She must mean it's for me. She didn't type this wrong. And now sometimes I'll be like, hmm, this might be a mistake. I don't think this is right. But it is interesting in terms of belief because, um, yeah, if you maybe that's how you decide whether or not you're delusional when other people also think that you can do it. Because part mm. of this whole like, you know how we've you and I have talked extensively about how only you and my watch believe that I am capable of running like a one twenty two or one twenty three. Oh yeah, I think it was like yeah. a
1: thirty five minute ten K or something yeah. that your watch yeah. said. Yeah. I think you can. Yeah.
0: And you and you were like and then I was running with actually the girl who won the Half Marathons Weekend one time and she was like, Oh yeah, of course you can do that. So enough people were like, Oh yeah, that I was like,
1: Oh yeah obviously. <laughs> so I think there's, yeah. So you're right. There's, there's outsiders who can help you to, mm-hmm. to figure out those goals. There's also like your training time. Like, are you doing something different right, in training right, right. that would know, indicate that when you
0: know, like what you're hitting in training, you know, you know what's possible.
1: Yeah. Well, this is it. So you start to get a sense of like, Oh, I'm going better. I feel stronger. I'm fitter. You know, it, as the race gets closer, you'll, you'll start to get a sense really of, Not necessarily, like, you should still be aiming high what you're capable of, but you kind of can think, okay, I can go better than I've gone before. Let's see how much.
0: The other thing that this made me think of, though, because, like, because I felt like I was living out, like, all this stuff we tell people all the time, right? The, like, small steps at a time. Then you can, when you make it to one, you can see the next then. Um, Not to put a cap, like, I was running too fast at the beginning, but I was like, well, maybe I can do it. And then I did it, right? Like, too fast for what I thought I should have been able to run right um mm-hmm. and so I like was living out all this stuff we tell people all the time and it made me think about the new track and field olympic standards that we talked about last week and everyone can go mm-hmm. and listen to the podcast and how they got so much faster and it made me think about the women's marathon particularly because if the standard goes from 245 to 229 women who can run like a 242 right now can't see 229 yet right yeah like that's too big a jump and so i it worry is. that if you do that There's going to be too many people that then are like, well, that's, I don't, I don't see how to get from here to there. Whereas if you make like little, like if it's a littler jump, it's like more, people will rise to that.
1: For sure. And I think even, you know, in the U S it's an interesting case study with, with running with marathon running in particular. With women. Yeah. Yeah. And qualifying for the Olympic trials is a thing. Like here in Canada, qualifying for Olympic trials is not a thing, but we do have this big gap then between you just have sort of club runners who might be like consider a sub three hour marathon fast. Right. Right. And then you have Olympians who can run under two thirty for the women and you just don't even know how they can do it. And in between, there's not a lot of support in between and there's not a lot of little in between goals, but also Canada is not that great at distance running. So no, I, <laughs> I just don't know if there's a connection there.
0: I think, I think the women in U S women's U S just dis, women's distance running in the U S is a really interesting case study because the, There was a very concerted effort made at the national level to create that culture of like going for the OTQ. And they did that by making the Olympic trials um, like all inclusive, like all the women, like making it a thing, right? That women, anyone who qualifies can run. I think next year, anyone who qualifies is even going to get like their flight paid for. It's something like they're making it. They're trying to make it a thing that like. We want to create this opportunity. And then you do have, as they've done that over the years, you now have this huge group in between the elites and the very good recreational. And then people in that group, you know, push other people. And like, and I don't think it's a coincidence that American distance running the women have gotten quite good. Like, I think we know that one leads to the other. And so that when you can see it you can do it, right?
1: Yeah, I agree. And we've talked about this in our own sport before about reintroducing the elite amateur wave Mm -hmm. um, to create stepping stones for people. So it's not just kind of like the women who go top 10 in Kona and then nothing. And then like, (laughs) oh, wow,
0: you did this and you have a full-time job, right? Like, and that's
1: that's it. Like, that's... Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, nothing in the middle ground. I think it's the same theory as having, is creating something, whether it's a time goal or I don't know, a getting onto a team right. goal or getting into a squad type situation or qualifying for a new category um, that gets people continuing to step up because you never know when, where that next champion is going to come from. And the wider the net you cast, the, the more likely you are to find
0: them. There is also an interesting there's a lot of research has been done about how we consider talent and like, and we overvalue prodigy, right? Like we Mm. value so much somebody who's really good quickly. And particularly when it comes to sports, there's a lot of stuff about like sports genetics and stuff. That's really interesting. Um, but we overvalue that person who makes the huge drop, right? The 20 minute drop in their marathon. And we're like, Oh wow. Think how good they could be. But maybe that's, the ability to drop quickly your time is not necessarily indicative of where you end up ultimately, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like maybe yeah. the person who takes the small steps ultimately is faster, but we overvalue like the big
1: leap in so many
0: in so many ways, Sarah.
1: It's so true. And the <laughs> other thing is people respond to training differently. Exactly. That's right? the other so half you of the be naturally yeah. fast and not a responder to, to right. training. And so you're you're naturally fast, but then you you know people like this, right? Oh, yeah. Like I I certainly do who like go out. Who can go out like at any day and, you know, and run like a 35 minute 10 K, but they don't get any faster. Right.
0: And it's not because they're not working. It's just like genetics. It's all different anyway. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm like a responder to to training, but my baseline is like to not be like, I will not go out and run (laughs) fast if I don't train. I'll run slow if I don't train. you run slow if you don't train. no well, there yeah. you go. Who
0: knew? Funny <laughs> how that. it worked,
1: how it works. I know. You know, uh, before we run the
0: next topic, I just want to say one more thing though, for all our all our listeners who remember a month ago when I randomly like stepped off the course in that half marathon and we talked yeah. about um, you know, when you just you just stop running and you just quit. Here's the thing, it occurred to me. Sarah, if I had finished that day, I would have done fine. It would have been like a fine time. Mm-hmm. Um, it wouldn't have been as fast just given like my fitness and the day and all that, but I would have been like, eh, that was fine. And I wouldn't have done this half marathon then probably cause I wouldn't have felt the desire to, and right. so I wouldn't, and so I would know that I was capable of running faster. I'd just be like, eh, I ran like a one twenty five I'd be like, eh, that's fine. Like that's good. Maybe that's as good as I can do. And so I would never have even realized. I think there's a life lesson here. I think okay. so too. I'm just Here's putting what it, what it
1: out is. there. Here's what it is. Okay. <laughs> gonna go like grand on this one okay so like when things are going wrong no matter what it is or when you're feeling bad okay just like sit with it just like wait wait a beat wait a moment because this too shall pass and things will look better and then you'll run 123 like kelly
0: there you go see so that's all we want to share with everybody our life wisdom for the day
1: Moving on to Facebook
2: right. Live, right. like something
0: else <laughs> happened this week uh, that had nothing to do with Sarah's open or my running. So Iron Man made okay. Did you see Iron Man? Like I don't know what the word would be, but teasing their announcement all week. They posted on Twitter a big announcement is coming, and then they were like, soon we'll be announcing something. It was very, and then they announced that they're going to be doing their Facebook. They're not calling it Facebook live. They call it Facebook watch because it's like official, you know, it's on the Facebook watch page. It's a, uh, right. it's fancier than you just live streaming it's fancier from your than Facebook. Than Iron
1: women doing yeah. Facebook live, but it's
0: not fancier cause we're fancy. I mean, they have a lot more equipment, but whatever they have a
1: lot more equipment and their mics still don't work sometimes sometimes
0: so they announced that they're expanding their facebook watch there's going to be you know 17 events this year 19 next year probably even more in the following year um they're going to be doing like their full coverage you know it's TV, it's very good it's like tv level coverage they have like is, a lot yeah. of cameras they have commentators they're adding Rachel Joyce to the commentary team which i think is awesome i think she'll be a really good addition but it's um they still haven't announced which events they they're, they're still like teasing on twitter Another announcement coming soon about which events we'll be at. Anyway,
1: it's a little, it's a little drawn out. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to say there's a big announcement coming, it should be a big announcement. It shouldn't (laughs) be like the big announcement is more of the same thing we did last year. Also more announcements (laughs) coming. That was my other favorite. Yeah. (laughs) It's like going to the press release to tell you that they're going to do another or like a (laughs) press conference. Sorry to say they're going to do another press conference. It's the best. Yeah. But Rachel Joyce has done live coverage before, I believe. So I think she was maybe away for a bit and it's coming back. So, yeah, that is definitely good to hear because she's one of my faves.
0: Mm-hmm. I also think I mean, obviously, overall, this is like good for the sport, right? Like we know that the sport needs better coverage. We know that without coverage, you can't get fans. You can't get sponsors. There isn't money. And we and everyone gives Iron Man shit for their like shit. Live coverage, right? So Mm -hmm. this was good. This was really good last year. So it is, in many ways, right? It is. It is great. I still keep feeling weird about the best and only coverage coming from the producers of the events themselves. I was saying to you before, it'd be like if the NBA produced all the NBA TV coverage, and it would always, and they're always sitting there in the background, be like, the NBA is doing a great job, says the NBA, (laughs) right? Like it would just be bizarre,
1: and that's essentially what we have here, right? Yeah, it is. I don't really even know what to say about that because it's like, it's hard to imagine who would challenge that in the marketplace, right? No, nobody would, yeah. With Iron Man having the partnership with Facebook, I feel like they've got that all sewn up, so. I mean, yeah, they needed something to exist, so they built it,
0: and I respect that. I don't totally understand what partnership with Facebook means in terms of money. I recognize that it means it's like on the official Facebook watch, you know, when you click over to that TV button in the top left corner, it's different than Sarah Gross streaming from her Facebook page, right? Like it's a, it's like an official yeah. thing. Yeah. There's a quote in the press release from like
1: the Facebook head of sports programming. So like it's a yeah. thing. You don't have to, and, and effectively, so if Iron Man streamed live from their Facebook page, you would get a notification if you followed the Iron Man Facebook page, right? Which I imagine this partnership means that lots of people get the notifications who show in general interest in sport and who oh, like. Yeah where Facebook has all of our information and it will be pushed to all the people who they think might watch basically. Yeah,
0: I don't think I follow Face uh, Iron Man on Facebook and I definitely turned on my smart TV, went to the Facebook thing and it was like, "Do you want to watch Kona?"
1: And right. I was like, "Yes, I do." So. And that's part of their partnership. <laughs> <laughs> but they got it right. So, boom.
0: I also <laughs> um I mean talking about you guys streaming from your iron women page i also wonder how this will affect like the smaller outlets i mean last year there already wasn't what's the word i'm looking for the broad the broadband like the access the ability on the network at kona for everybody to be tweeting and instagramming and posting and
1: yeah so i just want to be real clear here (laughs) that before there was facebook
0: what was it before there was
1: iron man facebook watch Iron Man now, Facebook watch. Before there was that, (laughs) there was Iron Women and we did live streaming before anybody else noted. So yes, Ashley keeps reminding me of this (laughs) um, because it was actually her idea at the beginning to live stream at, we went to Iron Man Canada in 2017 and we live streamed in Whistler And lots of people tuned in and we were actually quite shocked by how many people were interested in watching us blab on when we just stood in a random location on the run course. So, yeah. So what happened was then uh, Iron Man started their thing last year and then in Kona last fall, we were going to stream live and we just couldn't because everyone on the ground, actually on the ground in Kona was actually watching the live stream on their phone. So there was literally <laughs> no bandwidth for us to, to go live. So we have a, we actually have some like top secret ideas of what we're going to do. Oh, oh, stay tuned everyone. Yeah. I'm yeah. super excited about it. We might be beta testing a couple things at Ironman Texas. Oh, are you guys going
0: to so, Ironman Texas? See, we're just I breaking think, news yeah. all over the place right here.
1: Breaking news. There's a eighty percent chance that Ashley and I are going to check this. So Okay. Um I think, yeah, I think we're we're probably gonna go. Uh there's a few things that that we do want to test. And actually we had a really good we had really good viewers there last year. We had a really good response for the live coverage and we did some great interviews too where well, we did like line dancing with the pro women. Oh yeah, I remember that. Okay. Yeah. So I think um yeah we're hoping to go there and we have some stuff up our sleeves. So I actually can't wait to tell you once we get it figured out.
0: All right. Well, stay tuned, everyone.
1: Okay. So the other thing that happened this week. Well, last week I noted that I was dealing with some stress. One of my stress. What would you call it? Signals is when I start to get like really bad brain farts, and I can't remember things and words. It's a good don't come thing. Easily. It's a good
2: thing
0: you record a podcast every week. Yeah. I know. It's perfect. <laughs> perfect.
1: <laughs> and so, yeah. So I had a few really, really. Thank you, everyone who responded to that, and to everyone who made me feel like really normal or. <laughs> having those kind of stress responses. Um, In particular, your mom, who sent us a voicemail.
2: Hey, feeling a little stressed out, are we? Well, I just got home from a 12-hour day at work, and I'm about to make dinner at 8 o'clock when I go to bed at 9. So yeah, stress. I bet you get a ton of voice memos and emails from people with all the various things that happen when people get stressed out. But that whole... Going blank in the brain thing that Sarah was struggling with, that's familiar. That happens to me. Happens to a lot of people. The main thing when I get stressed out is I get hypervigilant. Like I get super obsessed about teeny tiny things. I've had a lot of different weird manifestations that TMJ or TJM, whatever it is when your jaw pops out a joint and it feels like an earache, that's stress. I've had teeth grinding. That's stress. I've had they're basically stigmata, little patches of skin on the palms of your hand that peel off and bleed, as if you were showing the wounds of Christ. That is also stress. I've had other skin related rashy things that are stress. In my thirties, I could not keep myself above a hundred pounds, no matter how much I ate, because stress. Probably the best is when I was first teaching and I was up all night, not like insomnia up, but like doing work and sleeping for like three hours and then getting up to go to work. And I would hallucinate, like walk into the kitchen half asleep and think I saw a cow. So that's bad.
0: So I have to add, though, that my mom is also a very uh, high stress person. She's not like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Laid back. Casual. Casual. So I think, I think she, uh, experiences a lot of stress, Sarah, like
1: physically. I kind of gathered that from the voicemail, although it does, it it is helpful when you have someone else being so straightforward and honest because it like normalizes. Oh yeah. I mean, I, uh, know if I've hallucinated I'm pretty
0: sure those things were really there but I've definitely there was this period in college where I was trying to sing where I slept 30 minutes every three hours. anyway and I definitely started to see things crawling all around oh weird yeah so sleep deprivation is obviously like different than stress but you get like yeah. super intense interesting
1: mm-hmm. yeah I think it's interesting because I, I sometimes wonder if you know you just said about being laid back versus high strong to begin with <laughs> Right. Like I sometimes wonder if our responses are related to that because I'm super laid back to begin with. Right. But sometimes I feel like I end up short circuiting as a result because I don't take, I'm like, I'm fine. Everything's good. I'm not having an emotional response and I'm not, you know, like I'm not having any common symptoms of breakdown. I'm not having like heart palpitations or I'm not up at night worrying. Right. And then suddenly I just get like a random thing happening. Like, (laughs) a brain fart and I can't remember my words. And i am like, what is that? Is that stress? What is that? Is that stress?
2: <laughs> See
1: what I'm saying?
0: hmm hmm I do that. I have heart problems. I mean, well, I have like a heart condition, whatever. But one of the, they give you this like long list of like triggers. And naturally, one of the triggers is like stress. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Well, I just won't, I'll just sit here and not be stressed about the fact that my heart is like fluttering. It's great. So yeah. that happens to me.
1: FYI. Yeah. I, and, and do you have to go off coffee then? Yeah. I mean, that's
0: like also one of the, I mean, I don't drink coffee, but there's a long list of triggers. And then yes, I have to like, start trying to like really make sure I sleep a lot, no caffeine and like out eliminate out, like just eliminate anything that could be, it's terrible. Just so everyone knows
1: it's terrible. Okay. I have a story. Okay. When in 20, I think it was 2015 when we launched 50 women to Kona
2: mm-hmm. on international
1: women's day. We had all these things lined up like we had, it was Twitter back then, right? This is like before Instagram was big. So we had all these things lined up and all these people were going to post on the same about 50 women to Kona about getting equal slots for the pro women in Kona on the same day. right? Right. And I had, there was a group of us and I had all these tasks that were mine. Right. But I also had like a six hour bike ride with a one hour runoff that day or whatever. Right. And I got home from this bike ride. I had all this like social media posting to do. And I just sat there like with that blank. I just did a seven hour session look on my face (laughs) across from my trading partner who was in Tucson with me at the time. And I just said to her (laughs) like, Julie, I'm feeling some mild anxiety right now. (laughs) And that was me. Like she recognized immediately. We were really close, and she recognized immediately. She's like, "This is Sarah, just totally stressed out." So she's like, "Oh my god, you're you're stressed out. How can I help you?" And so we jumped on it. We got everything done. But there you go. That was my.
0: I mean, I think everybody obviously manifests in different ways. You got a number of emails about people. Like a uh, a lot. A lot of people said they also like forget things. They also like have trouble sleeping. And they uh, the heart palpitations is obviously a semi common thing. Yeah. Alicia sent an email and said. Her husband uh, leaves his swim stuff at the pool when he gets stressed. Which is a very interesting, specific reaction. <laughs> I
1: thought it was very, very specific. Actually, that's what I was thinking at the time. Like, does he not leave his nope. keys just his swim stuff. somewhere or his wallet? but No, just the swim stuff at the pool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. She also she also said that she makes embarrassing typos when she's stressed. I think that I would probably do that one too. Like I would, um, that goes along with the brain farting noted. Well, okay. There you go guys.
0: You're normal too. <laughs>
1: normal too. Okay. We're going to take a little break here, but coming up afterwards, Kelly and I are going to find out if we could pass the new army fitness. Tab. We would like to thank noon hydration for supporting the podcast get 30% off your order by using the code ironwomen at noonlife.com. That's ironwomen at noonlife.com. And don't forget to order your feisty gear at livefeisty.com with the code riding to get a 20% discount. Follow at if we were riding on all the social medias and leave us a review on iTunes. Also tell your actual friends in person how awesome we are because that works too. If We Were Riding is a Live Feisty Media production and is hosted by Kelly O'Meara and me, Sarah Gross. Our marvelous editor is Aaron Hamilton.
2: My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. This time, like the last time. You better get ready to race it I'm and talk. ready to do this. Show you what the truth is. I step on the field. It's time to get real. I'm feeling so ruthless.
1: So Kelly, I'm hoping you have the info here because I, I actually I'm very very keen to know what is the new Army fitness test because I want to know if I can do it and how fast I can do it.
0: Okay, so it's actually way more complicated now. So it used to be you know a two mile run, like two minutes of push ups, two minutes of sit ups, something like that. But then the Army was having high rates of injury, so their new test is more CrossFit like, so that it's supposed Ooh. to test like all the different movements that you are going to okay. need in the Army. Okay, sounds logical. So I will tell you all six of the things, but the other thing that's a little complicated here is that there's, like, a scale. Like, obviously, you could run, like, very fast or slow. Anyway, so you have to achieve a certain number of points on each of the things, which corresponds to a certain, whatever, standard. You know what I'm saying? So, and you need different amounts of points if you want to be, like, a ranger versus a guy just like in the army. Give
1: us the basics. Give us a six. So
0: the first is a deadlift, a deadlift, a three, three times, three time max deadlift. And the minimum minimum is 140 pounds. So you have to do 140 okay. pounds each times. Are there
1: different things for men and women or depending no, no. on age? It's just like, there is no,
0: it's not ah, okay. rated It's non-gendered. Anymore, okay. I don't believe Kay. it's just based on what you want to do in the army. Three
1: deadlifts at 140. Okay. I'm going to start writing this down so I can see right. how many of them I can do. So okay. three
0: deadlifts at 140. And then you have to throw a 10 pound medicine bowl, like over your backwards, over your head. which I'm not sure what that test, but you have to throw it at least 4.6 meters. You're allowed to practice one time, and then you have to throw it four point six meters, okay. and then you have to do hand release push ups. So you know how like you know what hand yeah. Re- like yeah. Uh, you have to minimum minimum is ten. Like if you want to be a ranger, it's like thirty, and then there is a shuttle run, but it's like kind of complicated. So it's like a five by five meters shuttle run. So you have to do five meters, or I mean fifty meters. Sorry five times and one's like a sprint. And then the next one's like a drag, a, you know, a heavy weight up behind you as if you mm-hmm. were dragging your comrade off the field. And then there's like a, how oh. you have to run it laterally. And then there's a weight carry over your shoulder. And then there's a sprint. So you have to do all five of those within okay. three and a half minutes
1: Okay, that's just for the shuttle runs. Yes. Okay.
0: And then there's a leg tuck, you know, like when you're hanging from a pull-up bar or whatever and you have to like tuck, bring your leg like your knees up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: you have to do, okay, you only have to do at least one of those. So apparently they weren't super concerned about that. <laughs> 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 oh, I guess it's like um you have to be able to hold yourself. It's like a vertical pull. You know what I mean? So you have to be able to hold yourself vertically and tuck your legs in and hang there. So at least once. And then you have to do the two mile run in 21 minutes. <laughs>
1: Twenty-one minutes minimum okay. so so could you do this sarah okay i'm gonna go three deadlifts yes medicine ball behind head throwing thing that's a little tricky it's tricky to, it's tricky to like comprehend but I, I think because it's only 10 pounds and i have a real sense of what 10 pounds feels like from mm-hmm. being a crossfit i'm gonna go yes there okay handstand release push-ups 10 to 30 we talked about this one week like where you did 330. Yeah. But hand
0: release are kind of harder, you know, like a little harder, but not not that much harder. You could do 10. You think you could do 10. I could do 10. I could do 30. Yeah.
1: Okay. The shuttle runs, that's where I'm not clear. Like I think if you put something, if I had to run 50 meters with something as heavy as a body, right. That would be, that would probably take a long time. And then the time, like the 3.5, yeah, I know. time limit is like that one's a little scary for me so I think if like if I was going for the army this is where my training point would be oh good it's okay like, okay because I'm just like I'm not sure that just sounds hard to me
0: but one has to assume that uh given that they only need you to run two miles in 21 minutes that they don't expect you to run carrying something faster than that effort you know what I mean
1: true true i mean we could probably like i could probably wager a yes on that i'm just like not totally clear how long (laughs) it would take me to drag to drag drag someone body 50 meters and then the leg tuck pull up thing sounds like duh so yes and then the two mile run clearly i mean i think that's the most duh like
0: pretty sure though obviously i think you have to do it in um gear obviously and, like, mm-hmm. combat boots and all that. It's not like, hey, Sarah, put on your spandex and your running shoes. And Yeah, still. Still. It doesn't yeah, it's affect interesting. The much. Army just revamped their fitness combat test because of, you know, concerns about injury. They also obviously changed it so it's not gender-graded or age-graded anymore. It's just, like, what you have to do for the job, which I think I right. got a discussion with someone this past week. And then I was like, wait, are women in combat positions yet? Which I think this is also partially because of the effort to move women into combat positions like if mm-hmm. they can achieve these standards then just let them do it right for sure for sure so i think that's like part of the deal but it's also a little funny because army enrollment is down and we're making it harder so maybe it'll be though sarah like the standards of running and now that we've told
1: people they have to do it right. they will rise to the challenge they will rise. do you think you could do all this yes Okay. You're, you're definite. Yes. The shuttle runs too. It doesn't, scare I mean, you. I think so. I'm just,
0: I'm like, I'm not saying I wouldn't have to like train a little, but that's like the minimum standard. That's not to like be a ranger or anything. The ranger standards. That's where I'm like, Oh, no. 180 pound deadlift. Like, I don't know if I could do that. Right. Oh yeah. So, I'd, ha- I'd have to train for that. Like, right.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Well, that's good. That's okay. Good. I one time, I one time helped someone train for their army test. What was it? Do you remember what it was before? I do remember that the two mile run in twenty one minutes is the same.
0: Yeah, that's not the same. It was a uh, oh, two yeah. minutes push-ups. of push ups and two minutes of sit ups or something, which was, just wasn't really capturing. I think like everything they needed. Obviously, sure. I've I've had friends train for like the Green Beret test or the you know the Ranger ones, like the harder ones. Um, and those mm-hmm. are quite hard because those are crazy. So.
1: Yeah, it was one of the, actually one of the more fun training programs I ever did to take someone who was essentially not athletic and didn't work out at all and get her to the place where she could pass her test and she accomplished it. Well, there you so, go. See? None of
2: you people can tell me to stop my town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.